This is Aligned Designs, the show about creating a life of ease and flow and encouraging women to be 100% authentically themselves by following their inner authority and practicing transparency and vulnerability. This is the place where you can collect all the tools to help you construct your best life through the lens of human design. Here's your host, Allison Cullen. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today. You're going to be hearing from Katie Kelly. She is amazing. We have like talked back and forth for a little bit on Instagram. We met through a common friend who I have done some readings for. And I was like, do you have any reflectors that you know in your life or whatever? And I think that she was like, well, my friend Katie, I just told her about human design and she looked up her human design chart and she's a reflector. And I was like, okay, I have to talk to her. And then Katie, like I started looking into what she does and she is a, she coaches as far as like helping moms and helping people tap into their intuition and helping fellow mediums tap into their intuition. And I'll let her talk about all of that. Cause I don't know all of the jargon and everything, but I'm so excited. We're just meeting for the first time today on zoom. And I did a brief little human design overview of her chart for her. And we'll get into that a little bit too, but Katie, welcome. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got into doing what you're doing tell us about your family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hi. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this. I am obviously a medium. That's kind of how people know me best. And that's usually the service that people come to me for the most, which has been super fulfilling. I absolutely love my job. I love every single reading that I do. I love connecting with people, especially connecting other people to their own sense of their intuition and helping them kind of wake up to that power that's within all of us. I do a lot of different services, but typically most of my day, my work days are spent doing mediumship readings and intuition coaching. So intuition coaching is definitely by far my favorite service out of all the multitude of things that I offer. And I work with a huge variety of different types of people. I work with some people who I work with men and women. I work with people who are parents and not parents. I work with people who are focused on developing their business. I work with people who are developing their mediumship skills. Your intuition is there for you no matter what it is you're trying to develop in your life. It's just an amazing tool that we can all kind of tap into. So it's been super, super awesome. I'm also a mom. I have three girls. I have a stepdaughter who's 14 and I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old and I'm actually expecting right now. I don't know what I'm having yet. Fingers kind of crossed. Maybe it'll be a boy this time. We'll just see. I'm due at the end of November. I work a couple days a week, which is so, so awesome that I have the opportunity to do that and that my business sustains, you know, just a few days a week, which is amazing. And I am so into human design. I kind of didn't have it on my radar for a while. And I have a colleague who I own a wellness center in Indiana, PA, if you're ever in the area. My colleague at the wellness center has briefly talked to me a little bit about human design in the past. And I have a close friend, Jesse Wagner, who introduced me to Allison. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to devour this. And I want all the things just take my money, tell me everything. <laughs> um, Cause I love astrology. I love, I, I just love everything along these lines, different ways to help dive into a person's personality. I just think is so, so interesting. So I'm excited for this. 
So quick question. We'll dive into some of the, of your human design chart here soon, but when did you know that you had these gifts? These, I mean, I know that everybody is intuitive. It's just a matter of tapping into them, but I, you, and looking at your design chart, I can tell immediately that you do have some special gifts that not everybody has. So when did you know about that? And what is that? What does that look like your history? Yeah, it's been kind of a, a process and it's kind of had layers to the process. I've always been very connected to spirit, which I think it's kind of hard to explain, I suppose, what that necessarily feels like in our bodies, because we have these extra senses and it's almost like trying to describe how to taste a smell. <laughs> when you have these, it's, it's claircognizance, clairvoyance, all these different things, they, they're a little hard to put into words. But even from the time I was really little, I would say things were going to happen before they happened or I would feel connected to people's departed loved ones, which was kind of random. It was very random at its onset. I didn't really have a lot of control over when it would happen, but I would feel just very powerful feelings. And I also noticed at a very, very young age, like, you know, probably four, five, six, that I was absorbing a lot of energy that was around me. And I would feel very heavy when I was around heavier people. And my teenage years were very heavy because I was around some heavier people. But I also, after my six-year-old was born. I had a near-death experience. I was in a bad relationship and I got very, very sick with a strange viral pneumonia that they have no idea how I got. And I was in a coma for two weeks. I was on a ventilator. I had a trach done. You can probably see my scar through Zoom. It was super scary. I wasn't anticipated to make it through, but I had a two-month-old at home. So there wasn't any stopping me from coming back from that. I came out of that and I, I think I just realized like I'm not living the way that I wanted to live. And, and I actually thought I was having a little bit of a mental breakdown because I started to literally hear and see things mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was super alarming. I kind of didn't know who I could talk to about it was the other scary thing. I was super lucky because I bumped into somebody else who was very gifted and she kind of took me on as a mentor and started to urge me to like say out loud the things that I was feeling. And it turns out I wasn't just seeing, you know, a red tricycle in my head for no reason. I was seeing it because somebody's dad just passed away and she has this amazing memory of her on her tricycle with him. And she just found it in her basement yesterday. And today was the anniversary or just super random things. So it started to kind of come together after that. And I started my business shortly after, and it's been intense and fulfilling and amazing. And I'm so glad that I decided to just listen to myself instead of kind of questioning everything that I was experiencing. It's just, it's been very pivotal. We didn't have this discussion before we started recording. So this is crazy because we were talking about reflectors just in general, which reflectors are like less than 1% of the population. I don't know, as we sort of move to into 2027, and getting deeper into the new, you know, this new karmic cycle and the age of Aquarius and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if we're going to see more reflectors being born. That's just, that's one thing that some people are talking about is that that might happen more reflectors and projectors and open um, non-energy beings are going to be more common than like less than 1%. But one thing that is a big deal with reflectors is that they can a lot of times have major health issues if the environment that they're living in is not healthy. So reflectors basically reflect back their environment. They'll manifest that through physical or mental health issues. 
So that's what was happening to you. It's not like you're just like in this great relationship and that happens. That doesn't happen with reflectors. So that's crazy. Well, I mean, it's, it's crazy too, because I've been a student of the law of attraction for many years. And I understand that think about you bring about and, and I've known for a long time that one of the reasons my body, why I got pneumonia specifically is because in my relationship at that time, I felt extremely suffocated and I felt like I was drowning and I felt like there was no way out. And I felt like all these different things. And it's funny too, you said, this is before we got into the, the live, but how the way that I manifest is very feeling based. Mm-hmm. And that has absolutely been the case in my life because I felt all of those things. It's not like I was thinking in my head, the word pneumonia, pneumonia, you know, anything like that, or being sick or anything like that. But the feeling that I was feeling manifested itself into my physical being. And I didn't know how I could go on and I didn't know how I could, you know, do these things. So, you know, that's happened to me throughout my entire life, less severe, thankfully ways, but it's definitely been intense. So one other thing about reflectors is that, so you, if you're in a great environment, you really thrive and you're super magical and it's really easy to tap into your divine gifts. And not every, not every reflector has these divine gifts as far as being a medium and stuff like that. That comes really from your, so just so you guys know, you can't see Katie's chart, but she has all of her chakras, all of her energy centers totally open, not totally open, but open, undefined, but the top two, her crown, which is at the very top and right under that, the Ajna, both are completely open. They don't have any gates defined, which means that you do have a lot of energy. So you have a lot of gates defined in all of your lower chakras, um, as far as like being able to get things done, having like, you know, a little bit of sacral energy when you're around other people, you can pick up their, you can utilize their sacral energy and their root energy and all of that kind of stuff but your Ajna and crown are completely open. So no one is ever going to basically be able to touch. Those are directly attached to higher consciousness, divine God, whatever everybody listening wants to calls that infinite source of intelligence. Whenever people have completely open, especially crowns, that chakra center governs the pineal gland. And that is, you know, our third eye, that is our connection to source. And so you have completely open, which is, which is basically probably where your mediumship comes from. You also do have an open solar plexus, obviously being a reflector. And that's one thing I really like to, if you're a parent listening to this, I would go back and listen to the parenting episode that I released in April we talk a lot about the solar plexus. The solar plexus is where emotions are stored. And so people with an open solar plexus, which I have one too, really soak up other people's emotions, especially people with defined solar plexus centers. This can be a rough thing if, you know, some people in the family are open and some people in the family are defined. If everybody's open in the family, then basically they're just having, having to detox emotions from work and school. And you can talk about that and help each other with that. You know, if one person's defined and everybody else is open, that one person's emotional wave is like way affecting everybody else that's open in the household. So that's like one thing that I normally look at. And that was probably a lot of the stuff that was going on in your teenage years and, and all of that as well. 
So that's pretty neat to take a look at. And then you touched on this a little bit. If you guys are listening to this and and have access to your chart, you might want to take a look at this. There's four arrows. There's two red arrows on the left side of like your head area. And there's two gray or black arrows on the right side of your head area. They each mean something. I won't get into this, but I wanted to touch on this since you mentioned it, Katie. The bottom right arrow, Katie's points to the right. If yours points to the right, that means you are a non-specific manifester. And manifester as far as a verb goes. Everybody is able to manifest and like whether you're a manifester, reflector, projector, whatever. So she manifests things, calls things into her life in a non-specific way, which means she can go and make a vision board or create a list of goals and whatever. And those exact things in that exact way with those exact timelines that she asks for are not going to happen that way. They're going to come in in a way that's better. That's, I always love Gabby Bernstein always says, I, I want this or something better, you know, which is really a really cool way to do for non-specific manifestors, but also really paying attention to say you have your eyes set on a vacation beach house that you want to purchase. Well, it wouldn't be like, oh, I just want to have that beach house. I'm reaching my goals. It's how would that beach house make me feel? We'd make beautiful memories there. Being near the ocean makes me feel so peaceful. So it's really focusing. Katie said that she always has known this, that focusing on the feelings is what enables her to call things into her life. And so for non-specific manifestors, you're going to want to focus on feelings. For specific manifestors, I'm a specific manifester. It's fun to make a game about it, about how specific you can get. So, and be playful about it. It's also great to look at your feelings because I think that that makes that calling in more powerful to like really get in touch with the real reasons why you want them. But specific manifestors can call like exact situations and timelines and stuff like that in. So I didn't mean to go on a crazy long tangent there, but it's just, it's interesting for everybody. So Katie also has some interesting things in her incarnation cross, which just so you guys know, the incarnation cross is basically like four major themes in your life. And Katie has in those channel 39, 55 is about helping people to feel more deeply. So really provoking people to feel feel more of their emotions, to go really inside of themselves, to go and tap into their intuition. In human design, we have something called authority and authority is how you make decisions. And it's never, ever, ever with somebody's brain. It's always like in your body. So will you touch on Katie, like a few tips on, I know people definitely are going to want to go book an actual session with you. And I'm going to be doing that too. But like just a few quick tips on being able to tap into their body and that gut instinct and intuition. Yeah. I think setting the scene is a huge and extremely powerful and not talked about enough tip for that. I think that when we set our intentions are so powerful and if you are just bebopping through your day and you're like, oh, okay, I might have a feeling, blah, blah, blah. You're probably going to second guess that a lot more than if you're sitting down in the morning with the intention of connecting with whatever it is you need to receive. If you sit down in the morning or the afternoon or the evening, there's no right or wrong time to do it, of course. 
whatever works for you. And we're moms. So I, I'm always a fan of, you know, trying to leave things less structured and <laughs> do what works for you. You don't need homework or anything more on your plate for me, but sitting down and, and setting the scene kind of creates almost a Pavlov's dogs sensation. If you have a candle that you light when you sit down to do that, if you have some incense that you like to smell, your, your intuition is going to start to work behind the scenes and you're going to start to, your body will start to respond to that and know that this is the time for me to get connected. This is the time for me to quiet my mind, to lose the thoughts from my day, to let go of the day behind me, the day in front of me and just be in the present and kind of check in with whatever it is I need to check in with. And I think always practicing, just slowing down the thoughts. You're never going to have a situation where there aren't thoughts, let's say, in your head, that's pretty impossible to completely get rid of them. But if you can get yourself to a place where you're not associating any feelings or emotions with your thoughts as they come to you, you can be in a really nice receptive flow state. So setting the scene, setting your intentions and sitting down and giving your intuition kind of the seat at the table is super powerful. But the other thing that I think is super powerful is connecting with our ability to receive in general, receive, receive, receive. As moms, we give and give and give and give. And we're in that giving mode. It's almost a masculine mode because we're always outside of ourselves. We're, we're doing for other people and we're focused on other people so, so much. But being able to receive, and you can kind of open up that pathway to receiving if you let other people help you, mm -hmm. if you let other people give you advice when you need it, if you let people take care of you or nurture you when you need taking care of and nurturing. But focusing on the way that you receive is so, so important too. And it will help you receive messages from your intuition and receive messages from spirit, whether those are feelings or sensations or words, you know, everybody has kind of different clairs mm -hmm. as we call them. And that's something that I would dive into with people one-on-one -on -one just to kind of figure out what, what gifts they have inherently and which ones we can develop farther and, and so on and so forth. So those are probably my top tips for everybody. And one thing, okay, what is it called when, so one of my clairs is I can see things in my mind, like without closing my eyes. Like if my husband's like, where, where is this? Where are my keys? It's usually something else. Cause he keeps his keys in the same place, but he's like, where's this? And I'm like, it's there. And I'm like, not even in that room. I haven't even seen it in a while. I haven't even gone back. What's that called? So it's called remote viewing. Okay. But that is a clairvoyant skill because it's clear seeing is clairvoyant. Yeah. So that's really cool that you're able to do that. That's neat. I always thought I was weird and I sort of would like always question myself. And then lately I've just been stepping into that being like, I can do that. I, that's a power I have. And he's like yeah. accepting it and seeing it too, which is neat. Cause he's like, what would I do without you seeing you're seeing? I just don't know. I would like waste so much time looking for stuff. I highly recommend reaching out to Katie and booking a session with her because she can help you. Like this isn't, this can be seen as just like woo woo stuff and something fun and some, a little gift to give yourself getting a reading from her, but it's also freaking usable in everyday life. Like even just that thing, like not having to waste time looking for things and actually allowing yourself to, to, to like receive that vision. I love it. So just quick tip too. You can develop that sense, that clairvoyance a little bit farther or your remote viewing ability with a deck of cards. Put them all face down. Yes, if it's black or red. Whoa. Okay, this is fun. Yeah. You can like strengthen that muscle. 
You can do it with a few different things. You don't need a deck of cards. You can have somebody write down a number between one and 10 on a piece of paper and fold it up and put it in their pocket and guess what it looks like or guess what color ink it's drawn in or, or things like that. But yeah, it's super fun to play with clairvoyance. And I do that with some of my clients. We have little games. I have one client in specific. She loves it when we play games together because you get really good, you know, by the end of the session, it's pretty cool to see how that all works out. But yeah, just throwing that out there. That's so cool. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I know a lot of people are getting into stuff like this now, as far as just like for fun and finding out more about themselves, but like these things are really, they're meant for us. They're divine, like gifts from God. And I think that we need to use them more as moms. What about a couple of tips that we can that you can give us as in raising our children to notice their intuitive gifts? Yeah. So a big one is to be mindful of the way that we may or might not be telling our children how to feel. One example that I have, and this is something that my parents very unknowingly and innocently did, but I would have a weird feeling about my great, great uncle Roy, and I just didn't want to be around him. And I didn't like the way that he felt. And my parents told me all the time, he's fine. And they were telling me how I felt basically mm-hmm. by telling me that. And they were telling me that my intuition didn't count. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me that I had to do it anyway. And I had to shut that voice up within myself and, and push myself to do something that felt uncomfortable. So just honoring the way your children feel. It's, I can remember being in the grocery store with my six-year-old and people getting way too close to her. This is before COVID time. And, oh, aren't you cute? And and touching her. And she would just recoil and she would hate it. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're in her space. That's, she's a person, you know, and she doesn't feel comfortable with that. So honoring her intuition and being there as her bodyguard, if you will, or her, her being on her team about it, I think is, is really, really, really big. And I think just talking about um, the fact that you have an intuition, the fact that you have these other senses, well, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? And I tell my kids too, you never do anything that you don't feel good about in your soul. And if you listen to that, you're going to eliminate about 99.9% of things that could be potentially dangerous or hazardous or whatever. And, but I tell people too, I tell my kids too. And if anybody has a problem with that, you tell them to call mom. I want them to know that I'm on their team and that I honor their intuition. I have their back and I cherish that. And I believe them. This is something that I've experienced in my own life, but especially when you're claircognizant, which just means you have clear feelings or clear knowing about a situation or you're just, your intuition is just coming in hot. Basically people attack you for that because it's not tangible and it's very hard to understand. And children are extremely gifted in that sense where they just know. And, and I want my kids to know that I'm on their side with that. So just being on their team, I think is a big deal and honoring, you know, those moments that we all have. There's a documentary on Netflix called Surviving Death. Have you seen that yet? I haven't, but you are the third or fourth person to tell me about that. I really have to check it out. You definitely do because there's some interesting things just along the lines of children being like, we're inherently very intuitive and lots of children are mediums and we sort of get that conditioned out of us, you know, cause like kids will have like imaginary friends or whatever. And a lot of times those are, that's something that's not just like something that they created in their imagination. That's something 
a spirit or whatever. And we're just like, oh, that's so cute. They'll grow out of that. And they're like, okay, now it's time to not have your imaginary friend anymore. And it's like very, I hope that that is something that we're, we as this generation of parents are able to learn about and not have that societal conditioning around anymore, because how magical is it going to be when this next generation of kiddos is way more tapped into their intuition and they're leading from love instead of fear. And they're not just conditioned into all these ridiculous things that look good on paper and aren't good for them. Totally. Totally. It's almost, it's preposterous to think that there's only us. Yeah. (laughs) In my opinion, you know, wait a minute, (laughs) hold on. So I think it's silly to assume that, you know, kids won't have that or that nobody will have that, or that it's just us around here. And that if there is more that somebody can't perceive that. So I totally am on the same page. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But that that's a really cool documentary too. If anybody wants to check it out. One other cool thing about reflectors is that, so when I was talking about authority before, like decision-making minus sacral, which is like my womb area. And it's just this like, yes or no, like the sacral only knows yes or no. And most people have sacral authority or emotional authority, which means that you have to go and sort of get to where you're cool, calm and collected before that you can make a decision. So a lot of people waiting 24 to 48 hours for reflectors, y'all have lunar authority, which is really neat. You're like the most in touch with the moon. And basically it doesn't mean like, okay, April has a theme. May has a theme. It's more so like 28 days of the moon cycle that every 28 days, your life has a mini theme, like a miniature theme, rather than some people go through like this year looked like this for y'all. It's more like month to month to month. What would you feel like there's a certain theme going on in your life right now for this like 28 days? I think it's mostly women on your podcast, hopefully, but I, I like to sync my cycle to the moon. I'm pregnant right now, like I said, so that's not a thing at this moment, but I'm definitely somebody who is very, very, very in touch with that. But right now I am hermiting, mm-hmm. I am in the hermit mode. And it's funny too, because at the beginning of every year, I like to do a tarot card reading where I lay a card for every month. Yeah. Um, but I should do one for every 28 days. I have found that there are absolutely themes and they are very obvious for each around a month's time, you know? One that I'm in right now, I'm totally in hermit mode. I'm totally totally in like recharge, retreat mm-hmm. time. I'm with my family. I'm on vacation right now. I don't know if I said that in the beginning, but I don't want to see or talk to anybody or feel like I have much to give right now. It's definitely time for me to just plug myself into the outlet and recharge. Just so it is pretty much all women who listen to this podcast, but just so y'all know, sometimes I'll have people that I'm doing some business coaching for and they're like, okay, I need like my daily schedule looks like this and this and this and this. And they're being mentored by like a man. And I'm like, okay, number one, men run on way more of like a 24 hour schedule. Women don't run on a 24 hour schedule. If every once in a while you need to tap into your masculine energy to make that happen, you can, but it it'll cause burnout to do for too long. Like reflectors have these like mini themes and are supposed to wait 28 days to make a big decision and all that kind of stuff. But every woman is operating on a 28 day schedule. We really like, and, and so I always like tell people like, Hey, start tracking your energy over like a three month time frame 
go in and track your menstrual cycle. If you menstruate, go in and track the lunar cycle and go in and track your energy and you will see a pattern. And it's not always the same for me. It's when I'm on my period around the full moon, I do more of the hermiting thing when I'm ovulating around the new moon, I'm like way more social. And so I know to like schedule podcast episodes that week and which is what I've been doing. The new moon was on Tuesday when we're recording this and like that has made life so much easier, not trying to put myself on a daily schedule for work and more so like be like these 10 days, I'm getting a lot of stuff done. These 10 days, my period doesn't last for 10 days, but I put like a buffer on either side, you know, these 10 days, I'm going to like watch Netflix documentaries and chill, you know? Totally. I'm, I'm so about that. That's something that I work with my coaching clients on too, is a lot of times we get caught up in kind of this like hustle culture where there's no excuses and we have to push through and do our daily habits and all these different things, but we lose track of our feminine, which is our flow state. That's our receiving place too. When we don't give ourselves that permission to rest, mm-hmm. we, we need that permission to rest and that new moon time, whether that's when you're menstruating or not, it's typically corresponds with that dark moon or that new moon time. That's the rest time. That's the dark time. You can be productive when you're in your fullness during the full moon, you know, but you have to give yourself those periods of rest so that you can be productive when it's time to swing the other way, whatever your rest looks like. Maybe that's some light movement. Maybe that's a thousand percent just laying in a dark room. (laughs) You know, you have to honor what works for you, but I'm huge on that. And I think that women, we shouldn't need permission to rest, but it's, it is, we do get caught into that. No excuses kind of culture these days. And it's hard to not push ourselves to be on a daily circuit, but 28 days is much more comfortable. And I promise your manifesting will work a lot better. Manifesting as a verb will work a lot better if you honor those cycles too. Well, I think that's all I have as far as like all the reflector stuff. I'm going to definitely put all of your information and your website and Instagram in the show notes, but how can people best get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Yeah. So if you are interested in setting something up, if you want to just go ahead and book you can book straight through my website, which is awesome. So we'll have a link for that. It's just claritywithkatie.com. But also I am on Instagram. You can reach out on Instagram. I'm here for like all the questions. I love being just friends with my clients. I love to answer questions. I love to, I'm such a dork. Like I have a book on everything. I have a book on Nordic symbolism and one on witchcraft and another one on Catholicism back, you know, predating all the things. I'm just, I'm a total nerd with all the things. So If you ever need a book recommendation, please be my friend. But yeah, Instagram is just Clarity with Katie. I have a Facebook page as well. If you're on Facebook, it's the same, Clarity with Katie. And yeah, be my friend. I want to get to know people and and talk. But if you're ready to book, go ahead and just book right through my website. That's my website usually knows my schedule better than I do. So that's the easiest way. And just so y'all know, it's like normal spelling of Katie, K-A-T-I-E. People always ask, you know, they're like A-L-I-S-O-N. I'm like, no, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. So (laughs) you have like the normal spellings. Thank you so much. I so enjoyed chatting with you. I'm definitely going to keep in touch with you, send a lot of people your way, get my own reading done. And I just appreciate you taking time over your vacation and your hermiting time to share with us and connect with our audience. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Thanks for listening. For more Align Designs and to connect with Allison, go to aligndesigns.co. A production of the Sound Off Media Company.